Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Nikolenko might have a go on the volley, does brilliantly! Oh, how about that? Vitaly Mikolenko with an absolute screamer! Damari Gray's corner, Key getting his head to it, and it's in from Holgate! He's done it again at Leicester, just as he did last season! He turns one home, and the Evertonians celebrate wildly once more. Yeah, they're happy. It's the spirit of the Blues today that has seen them through. with this free kick that is it victory at Leicester victory away from home for Everton the noise from the Evertonians has been superb throughout and Frank Lampard knows exactly what this football club is all about the spirit of the blues, my word. Yes, blues, what a result, what a fan base. We stuck with fan, Sam Fender there for the intro because this club really is still up for the fight and hopefully all being well. Frank Lampard's just getting started as well. Welcome to the Toffee Web Podcast where, as usual, Paul, Adam and myself review the week's events. And guys, we spoke quite a bit about the impact the supporters had uh, had the weekend before last against Chelsea at Goodison. But in terms of away atmosphere, that was something else at Leicester. 
You've had Grizzled Blue Road Warriors uh, who have traveled to Washington team through the best and the worst of days saying they've never seen anything like it. It's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? I'd have to second that. It was, um, yeah, by far, definitely the best atmosphere I've experienced at a game. Um, I was just trying to think before, like, uh, you know, what, what's matched that, like, um, away from home at least? What's, 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 I can't think of anything that's been, that's been that, uh, that powerful and just that like immersive for everybody. It was there. It was just, it was just amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, the way it just carried on for so long after the game, you just, you didn't want to, you didn't want to leave the place. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was just amazing. A great, uh, lucky to be at that one. But, um, really, really, really amazing away game. And um, yeah, the, the fans deserve it, don't they? The them away fans. I'm not one of them who's been to every single game, but there's, there's plenty of them who go home and away every single time. And um there's a fellow who sits near me at the ground. He, he travels from um, from Middlesbrough, like every single game, home and away. He's kind of like, I'll speak to him at the game. He'll say like, oh yeah, he's, he, he'll, a lot of the time get the coach on a Friday evening and arrive in, some, you know, arrive in London sometimes Saturday morning and stuff like that. The commitment these guys show is incredible. And it was um, great to finally get some reward with, uh, yeah, another great effort from the lads, wasn't it? Just uh, just amazing. It's um, makes you so proud of them. You can't forget how disappointed you were doing them <laughs> for like, <laughs> 90% of this season. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, yeah, look at them. <laughs> but like, credit where it's due. They've been amazing the last few games. And uh, we're getting there, aren't we? Let's just get over the line. Just, you know, we've got the games we need now coming up. Let's, um, let's I think if they just keep this focus, but, you know, with Evertonians, we'll, we'll always refuse to get ahead of ourselves, I think. But just if we just keep, the team can just keep on doing what they're doing. These, like, these next few games, surely we will be okay, you would have thought. It's looking a lot better, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I've only seen it on on the TV myself. Um, it's one of those you sort of wish you were there. Um, but even even seeing it on the screen, and I think you know, sort of hearing the sort of you know the reaction to um, you know pundits, um, you know, from across the spectrum as well, when you know they sort of see that kind of thing, and I, I think you know, it's just uni- universe. Everyone was just really impressed. With that away support, um, but the players matched it, didn't they? You know, they really, they really fought, they really dug in. Um, didn't do it the easy way because we haven't really done anything the easy way this season. No, um, do, do we? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, knew it was too good to be true, really. Uh, yeah. It's like that Louis Sar Cup final goal. You think, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it it was it was a game. I think that'll it'll stay with us all. You know, in terms of yeah. That sort of well, I was going to say that early optimistic start, but obviously it was it was a pretty nervy start with you know a couple of openings for them, um, then a sublime goal, then a calamitous mix-up, but then you know the nerve to dig back in, um, you know it was it was the very least so supporters deserve um, you know grizzled warriors as, as, as yourself, Paul, yeah. you know uh, <laughs> who. You know, absolutely, just you know, and, and the send off from Finch Farm, which I know was repeated again today. I mean, have you ever seen anything like that? It's just, it's nuts. You know, everyone's talking about it, and obviously, it's it's clearly got the players talking about it as well. You know, seeing their little snippets on social media, um, and yeah, quite a few of them have just rewritten the narrative. You know, with with both the personal performances with some of them. Um, but also as a team, uh, like you say, Paul, it's not it's not long ago we were sort of scratching our heads thinking, you know, what are we going to do with this lot? And now, you know, you can see that that confidence that's come from from the support and also obviously the results and the coaching staff. 
Um, it's it's yeah, it's certainly letting us just breathe a little easier. But as we were saying just uh, just before we joined the pod, you know, let's let's not get too out of ourselves. Let's not yeah. let's not jump the gun, which you know we're not likely to do. But um, yeah, it's certainly it's certainly looking up. But I think the the fans going back down there again today, you know, shows that no one is jumping the gun. They want to. Everyone's like, keep it going now. That don't don't you know don't let up until we're mathematically safe. Um, but I mean, we I, I said last week that it's not normal that that reception that they gave you know the the coach coming in, but going down to the training ground to see the coach off with flares again. I mean, and smoke bar and smoke canisters. I mean, that's not normal by any stretch of the imagination. But it's. You can see just this, the smiles on the players' faces, just the difference it's, it makes. Um, you know, and, and then the uh, again I mentioned on last week's podcast how um, the NBC coverage over in the states stuck with the uh, with the fans celebrating afters. They did this, they did the same thing this time, just minutes and minutes on end of shots of the crowd and just you know just allowing the viewers to kind of just drink it in. Um, no, we'll, we'll talk about the the USA tour obviously later on, um, but it, 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 the debate about what the club needs to do to expand its international brand and its international supporter base, particularly in the US, it, it has sort of kind of gone on and, and on. And what is it? You know, signing American players? Is it doing this, that, the other? I mean, that kind of of thing is what American audiences love. They love a narrative. They love a story to grab hold of. And this, I mean, if there are any you know, neutrals who've been watching the last couple of weeks um, looking for a team or, or, or uh, something to really grab onto and, and get, you know, pour, pour their heart into that. Those kinds of scenes, which, as a, again, I mean, they're, they're unprecedented, really. Um, that should that would really, really do the trick. Um, but it, it's more than just uh, supporters doing everything they can to support the team. I mean, there's, it feels to me as though there's, it's just fans loving the fact that they're grabbing their team back. They've kind of grabbed the club almost by the by the lapels and, and sort of dragged them into it, shaken them up and shaken some sense into them and and given everything they can. And it's just yeah, it's like you know nothing's nothing self solved yet. Nothing's resolved. We're not safe, but um, they can feel that they're making a difference. And it's just it's just it's fantastic to see. First time, <clears throat> I said in like the match report, it's the first time in like quite a long time, well, probably ever actually that I can remember that the Evertonians have been so united. The whole club actually has been so sort of united and players and fans together. I mean, like if you go back a, a few years ago, I, I can't even think of a situation where this would ever be a case where any fans would ever want to turn up at the training ground with flares and all that. And some people would do it probably, and others would be like, oh, what are you doing? That's cop like behavior, blah, 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 yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? But it's just, you know, I think realizing the, the severity of the situation, actually doing something about it, and good on, the, good on all the fan groups that, firstly, that made it happen. And then secondly, those who've gone along with it and done it and got, got everyone involved in it. I mean, and, that, and, the, and the end result is atmospheres like what you had at, um, at Goodison Park in Chelsea atmospheres like what you had at the King Power Stadium, and the players responding is the most important thing. It's um, I don't think we I don't think we'd have got these results. I think it's quite obvious we wouldn't have got these results without that impact from the supporters. They, they no, made a massive difference. The players 100%. have said that, you know. So it's um, made a huge difference. And yeah, if you look at sort of like neutrals, people just like watching quite like quite like watching the Premier League and in the states and whatnot. And you look at the fan base and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you're right. I didn't think of that then. Then it's something which people might 
might sort of cling on to a little bit. And then a little bit on the pitch as well, they were like, um, they were like, that a Charles? He's a, he's a character, isn't he? Like, uh, mm-hmm. that's England's international keeper. What a keeper he is. Look at the saves he's making. You know, seeing that Ukrainian left back ping in a volley. You know what I mean? Like from, um, you know what I mean? This, this lad of Obi just working, working his heart out. You know, it's just, this, just seeing what, oh, actually it's beyond just what the, the supporters, what the players are actually giving on the pitch. And, just the confidence they've got now and uh, self-belief, I suppose. And that's, yeah, again, Lampard and his team, I'm sure have had a lot to do with that as well. And yeah, it's come together. It's been a bumpy ride. It looks like it's come together. Again, as we keep saying, we'll, we'll reserve judgment until we, so we're definitely safe. But you feel we're on the right direction here. You really do. And um, I think it feels to most people on the outside looking in now. It'd be more of a surprise if Everton went down than than than, uh, than if they didn't. Now I think that's I think that's fair to say. So uh, most people are normally right in the in these sort of situations. Let's just hope Everton can just uh, do what they need to do these uh, these next few games. And um, you see, see the you see the atmosphere will be the same at Watford, won't it? For those who um, those who were going there, but it'll be be the same again. And this will just continue for the, for a while now. And God knows how far this can go. It's going to be fascinating to see. Isn't it? Well, that, that was what I was wondering. I was wondering <laughs> at what point does it finish? You know, do we sort of go into next season and everything's back to the way it was, or do we just have you know non-stop party time until we, until we actually win something? <laughs> Got like a pre-season friendly against like Accrington Stanley and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's if if you do think about that sort of uh, yeah, as you say, if you were if you're a neutral looking for a narrative, I mean, like obviously we've, we've had all these kind of Netflix document, you know, Suddenly Until I Die and the Amazon documentaries as well. I mean, God knows what would have happened if someone had filmed this season from an Everton point of view. It's been, it's been nuts. You know, it's, it's got, it's lit, it's got just about everything. I mean, if you're going to start it from as early as, uh, obviously Ancelotti being in charge, looking forward to a sort of fairly steady season. And then, and then, you know, whatever's happened since, uh, everything and anything. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is unique. I think it's, it's, it's unique, not just really, Amongst sort of Premier League clubs, I, I, I don't know. I don't know many. So, you know, you, you'd sometimes see those kind of like big signings when somebody joined, like I don't know one of the big like you know Turkish clubs, and you know they get off the plane and they're mobbed. You know, even if it was someone pretty underwhelming, um, and you'd be like, you know, you know Joseph Yobo, Sam Fenerbahce, and you know, uh, but um, but I think like yeah, just 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 seeing the fans off at the training ground uh, multiple occasions. I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's bonkers, and yeah, if, certainly if I was looking at it from the outside, um, I'd, I'd think, wow, that's 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 something I want to follow. But um, mm-hmm. but I guess um, I guess yeah, it as you kind of alluded to, airport. It's, it's you know, it's only one part of it. The players have to sort of do do the biz as well, um, and they really have these last couple of games. I mean, finally getting the sort of you know monkey off our back with the uh, away win as well. I think really. Makes makes a game like tomorrow night's, which a lot of people are, are obviously going to be confident about. I'm, I'm confident about because of how we we performed, mm. but also wary um, because you know this is football. You're an Evertonian. And- yeah, exactly. Yeah, you think Watford? They've got nothing to play for. I mean, I, I saw today in the you know in their press conference that you know they've got just about every first team player out injured. You know, uh, I think Josh King's out, which is good because that, that oh, would have been another horrible, horrible story. Uh, and Cleverly's out as well. Um, yeah. But um, I think, I think you know, even sort of seeing that, you know, there's still that like, oh, you know. 
is is it still one to be concerned about? You know, if they've got nothing to play for, maybe does it liberate them a bit? All, all these kind of worries that go through your head. Um, some point ever. Um, but I think getting that away win out the way now, surely that just again just if if all the support, if uh, you know the big you know the big result of Goodison that preceded this one, um, if just you know the whole sort of you know swelling of kind of confidence that seems to have happened with uh, a lot of the players um that really helps that away win just getting that out of the way um yeah. because you know realistically we need to win one of these away games and i know which one i've got you know more hopes about so mm-hmm. i think um you know a positive result tomorrow and as, as you said in your report paul on software which was great if uh, if people haven't read it um as long as the players can dig in um, and we stick with them. Um, we could be on something special. Could be indeed. Uh, just talking about some of the uh, individual performances uh, against Leicester. Um, I think if, uh, Yeri Mina. I think if you could have chosen the one game left in the run and that you'd want him to play ninety minutes, you might have chosen Chelsea. Uh, and if he doesn't play again this season, I think with his efforts uh, at the King Power with that goal-saving intervention at the start. I think he's more or less played his part now. I mean, if he doesn't play another minute, um, he's 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 done it. He's done what he needed to do, you know, because um, it, it could also it could be the last time he plays for us. Because uh, I, I can't see us retaining a player on 120 grand a week that only plays you know one in four games a season. Um, it just doesn't seem to make sense, particularly for um, you know where we find ourselves. So, um, and I suppose you have to persuade someone to pay for him. Um, with that injury record, um, but you know, there's talk of interest from the continent. Um, so who knows? But uh, so you know, obviously, uh, credit to him for his small part, um, and then credit to Michael Keane, who just came, you know, slotted straight back in, um, and, and he's one of those players who he's kind of like the the rising tide of confidence lifts Michael Keane's boat. You know, he seems to do really well when when things are going well. Um, and the, the the fans are kind of on side, uh, and so I, I've got I haven't got sort of many concerns now. You know, again, let's not be complacent about the opposition, but as I say, you'd want Mina to play against your Chelsea's, and then you, you should really be able to rely on someone on, on a Michael Keane, um, Holgate, you know, central defence to to get the job done against Watford and Brentford and Palace. Um, and uh, you know, fingers crossed. By the time we get to Arsenal, everything's done and dusted in our favour. Um, but though those two were obviously were great, and then of course um, Vitaly Mikolenko. I mean, even if you take his personal circumstances out of the equation, you know, with the war in Russia and and all the rest of it, it was just still a wonderful moment for a player who is who's just gone from strength to strength in recent weeks. Um, of course, we were only talking on the on the podcast last week about how if you could add some attacking output to his game. He would not only be a, a worthy replacement for Luca Dean, but potentially better. And what a strike that was! I mean, just perfectly struck, um, and a dream way to to score your first Everson goal. I mean, he seems like such an unassuming lad who just gets on with the job. Um, and I almost, I almost said last week after that miss against Chelsea that his first goal wouldn't be too far away, but I never expected it to be as spectacular as that. Amazing. The pretty good view of that, well, very good view of that, sort of where the away fans were. It's like it couldn't have been more of a kind of in line, you know what I mean? So you just yeah. see him straight through it, and you thought, like, I just thought, 
you might as well have a crack. He's not, he's not going to score. You might as well have a crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like arrows into the corner. Oh, it's incredible. Absolutely amazing goal. Yeah, I think everyone, like, um, probably like the world of football there, he's made up for any sort of story like that, aren't he? That's be fair. And um, he does come across a good lad, doesn't he, um, Vitaly? And it's, yeah, I think for a lot of reasons, everyone's made up, made up for him. So, um, good on him. I think there was, um, aside from, as you say, present circumstances, I think people probably did have a few question marks about him, didn't they, they um, in, his, in his early performances? I think my... Well, I, mean, I think my opinion was like, I thought there's a player there, but he, he needs time. You know, it's too, it's too early to say. And um, that's exactly what he needed, a bit of time to sort of bed in. And um, I think Kenny did a reasonable job, didn't he? For most of the time, he played left back and Godfrey too, I suppose, when he was when he was thrust in there. But it shows the difference of actually having a, a player, a specialist in that position to balance that things to the, to the team. And um, his work defensively is brilliant. Not, nothing really gets past him. He's so committed. He's... Um, his positional positional works fantastic in defence, and as you say, creating a goal like that. And we put a few nice little balls in as well, and uh, worked worked with the midfield and put a few nice balls into Richardson. So you'd assume he'd just grow from strength to strength and become a really good, um, hopefully a good outlet and attack as well. But um, yeah, great credit to him; he's done brilliant. And the the defenders, um, it's sad about me, and isn't it? Because he again seems a popular fella, seems a good 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 guy to have around, very good defender when available, but. As you said, for a few seasons now, he's just never available, unfortunately. And yeah, if we can find a buyer, then you would assume he'd be gone. I don't know if they all, it might be a case of he's around for another season, I suppose, because that, that, that might be a situation. Um, and then and then he'd be injured all season, then he'll sign for another team, and then he'd, then he'd be fair to fiddle and scoring, you know, playing every game, except that's the inevitability. But um, yeah, I suppose if I'm going to be um, cautious for the next couple of games, I guess you've got to. Think about defence, and if it, I guess there are only two frontline centre backs now, aren't they? And um, uh, at least for the next game, Keane and Godfrey, uh, Keane and Holgate, there's an injury there. I suppose you got Bramford and was it Walsh or Welsh or Price on the bench? I forget. On uh, at the weekend, he was a centre back, I think. Um, but I think from the comments today, Godfrey's working his, his best to get back there today, as uh, so a back back there as soon as he can. So yeah, hopefully we can get another body at the, if need to be at the back there and. Um, See, you know, see what we do. But there's some great performances. A Wobie's one obviously comes to mind as well for just players who just surprising everybody and just just doing everything. And he was surprising everybody doing that sort of you know central midfield stroke sort of somewhere between strike you know number ten sort of all for the while. And then when he's at right back, you think, oh god, what's what's this? And then uh, he just surprised everybody again. He's just been absolutely fantastic. He was he was amazing. Um, it's about the pitch really. There's just heroes all over the pitch, and they're all uh, all digging in, all pulling the weights. Probably not playing the way Frank would like us to play, into it, but Frank's credit to him found a way to get results and get them all digging in. It's um, it's great to see. Um, just got to do it a few more times now. Um, yeah, but yeah, just yeah, like I said, he's proud of the players and um, hope they can continue now. And you can forget more and more about the Brentford aways early in the season and the Palace away and get games like that, which just darn awful. Went Norwich, yeah, really awful. You know what I mean? So. And if you finish the season well, you can start the next. You, you, you can bounce into the next one quite nicely. You might have a lot, a bit of that momentum. So, yeah, let's finish strongly. Let's let's stay up. Let's let's keep it going. And uh, yeah, starting with Watford. How do you see us shaping up at Watford? Do you think we'll go with the same, the, the same formation, the three at the back, or will he go for you know try and get a bit more on the front foot? Being Watford, a pretty poor team really, and all seems to be bickering with each other and and uh, a lot of injuries. How would you see it? 
Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see because it's worked. You know, the last two mm. matches, it's yeah. worked. But I think it's tailored um, to the opposition. Uh, and, I mean, credit to, to Lampard because it's not really a formation that we as Evertonians have thought works with the personnel. You know, that five-man back line, as fluid as it is, you know, obviously it, it morphs into a into more of a three-man defense when we have the ball. But, um yeah, he he could quite easily quite easily stick with it. We stick with what's working. Um, yeah, yeah, he probably will. Hmm. I would have thought. Yeah, um, if it's working for the team, why change it? To you know, the players seem comfortable in that. It's yeah. I suppose he might just swap out a few personnel. Would you say like um, yeah, Leah Land might come in for Delph, mm. who's obviously <clears throat> played a lot of football recently. Um, again, another another redemption story. Um, <laughs> you know. Must have heard me moaning about him. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's been excellent. Um, the fact that it's even been spoken about, you know, in, in sort of press conferences about the fact that his, his contract's up for expiry. I mean, it, it was kind of a, a given that he'd just be let go. And the fact that there's even a discussion about it shows how well he's performed since he came back in. Um, it, it, you know, if it'd been a bit similar to Mina in the case that, uh, you know, he's not always been available to us. But um, yeah, I, th- I think. I could see it being, yeah, a, a very similar setup, but yeah, maybe, yeah, sort of minor, minor alterations here and there. But um, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see how how we do things at the back, whether it is just sort of straight swap out for Keane, or whether that, you know, forced him to rethink things a little bit. Um, but you'd think those kind of players like Gordon and Gray um, and Awobi as well, who've had to do a lot of the the dirty stuff for Charleston as well against Leicester. Um, You'd like to think they'd have a bit more joy against Watford, um, that that they will get a bit more time on the ball. Because um, let, let's face it, Leicester played really well in that second half. They really, you know, yeah. even though they've not necessarily got anything specific to play for, uh, there was definitely a sort of, you know, a, a wounded pride thing going on, and, and maybe the atmosphere as well sort of perked them up a bit as well because they they certainly, yeah. they certainly went for it in the second half. Um, I was going to say that there's, there, in the early stages, it seemed that, and that is kind of the double-edged sort of bringing an atmosphere like that to an away ground, is that the home team actually can feed off the the energy of it. Mm. And I, th- I thought in that once they got the equaliser, I thought, oh god, it's Newcastle over again because we haven't we have we scored, but we haven't settled the game down. Um, and then to, <laughs> to concede a goal like that, it, it, it's it's the kind of scenario where this team would have folded earlier in the season. So it's totally. massive credit to them and to Lampard for the for the way that this this psychological shift has has been gradual, but it's been very perceptible and it's uh, it's made an enormous difference. Totally agree. Yeah, I think um, yeah. How, how many times have we seen most sort of yeah very iffy at the back moments? But yeah, no, no one really dwelt on it. Uh, Mina definitely didn't see water off straight after <laughs> <laughs> to pretend it didn't happen. Um, but but everyone just kind of yeah got, got their heads down. Um, I did always think we'd have a chance with set piece and Leicester. I think you know it's pretty well documented how poor they were. And I watched the um, the game against Roma on the Thursday night, um, where they conceded a pretty similar goal um, to Tammy Abraham. And I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I felt like we always had a chance there. But obviously, what you don't necessarily bank on is yeah, how you know they did get that kind of wounded animal thing going on, and sort of really kind of fancied fancied a go at us in the, in the second half in particular. But that's when. Again, like the Chelsea game, we sort of dug in, and obviously, again, speak about Jordan Pickford again, who, um, yeah, was, was just superb, sublime. Um, 
you know, it's it is it is hard to pick out individuals when the way we're playing is so uh, sort of selfish, selfless, sorry, and sort of team team based, um, and it is United. But um, I think yeah, he 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 has you know. He, I think I said to you guys, you know, at least four points he sort of saved us in terms of, you know, uh, the goals we, we we could have conceded those goals, but you know, arguably, arguably six really. He's 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 just he, he made made some incredible saves. Uh, also, just like se- seems to feed off that atmosphere that's happening as well, which we, we know in, in the past that's sometimes been an issue for him. It's almost like he's kind of gone looking for, uh, you know, particularly most games against Newcastle where he just sort of be you know chatting to himself and some of their fans on the front row and not really kind of watching the game as much um but i think he's shown that like with that kind of backing with that confidence around him uh that confidence in him um he's he's a top top keeper um and i think from being another player that sort of people were speaking about saying like oh that's about someone we probably want to get rid of him or something i don't know quite a few people mentioned sort of spurs being linked with him and Mm-hmm. But you know, would 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 you really want to lose him now? I think you know definitely not because he, he's shown on his day how much value can bring out. You know how he can he can win us points. Um, so um, that that was that was another big plus. But you'd like to think I said this last week. But you'd like to think he will be less busy against the likes of Watford, and that yeah, we can be the ones to sort of put a stamp on the game, um, particularly with their injuries. Yeah, I could see Watford, like, um, I don't know, I mean, they're, they're probably a little bit humiliated, they've already relegated, there seems to be a lot of, I don't know, did you see Ben Foster's comments after uh, after their game? It was on Match of the Day, he was just saying, like, uh, too many players who aren't giving it all, too many players who were just, like, playing for, like, an hour, 70 minutes, they got a man sent off last week, a lot of discipline, so, reading the comments from Roy Hodgson today, he was on about his injuries, he was saying, yeah, you know, Oh, one week they were told we got this many players available. Now this week that's all we have. It's kind of just a lot of sort of bickering going on there. It's not very harmonious. I mean, they've just been relegated. Obviously, you wouldn't expect it to be, you know, all singing and dancing. But it's, um, yeah, it just doesn't seem. Sorry. Wasn't there? Sorry, I was going to interrupt. There wasn't there an issue at the at Palace where Hodgson didn't go over to their fans and made some comment like, "Oh, they were just too far away" or something. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, you're not that old, Roy, that you can't, you know, trundle across the bridge to get to the away fans, but. Yeah, it is interesting how he hasn't really had any impact there. You know, a, yeah. a, a manager of his experience. I, mm. I was actually quite worried when he took over that he might just be able to to dig in and get enough points to, to at least cause us some problems. But no, it hasn't happened. Yeah, maybe we just don't quite have the players. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I've watched this a little while ago as well. That's, oh, this is my last job at the end of this year. So if, you know, again, we've seen that like when players switch off. When you know the manager's leaving, we sort of like on the Sam Allardyce, for example. You know, everyone knew he was leaving at the end of that season. Once he was safe, them sort of last sort of, sort of half dozen games were, were a bit pathetic, really, weren't they? We, you know, just uh, we've seen that a few times over the years. And yeah, I don't know. It just feels a bit. You know, I don't want to sort of get too 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 overconfident. Point I'm making is it's a great opportunity for Everton. Now we all know what Everton are like. We all know like uh, what what football could be like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, it's, I wonder if Watford might just like the the, the, the battle cry you imagine would be from Royals and go out there and show them fans you care, show them fans, and, and they'll probably run by it for 20, run, run the heart over 20 minutes, everything, whatever that, and then when heads start to drop, start to make mistakes, pick them off a little bit, the game might become quite, you know, quite comfortable, you know, so um, let's see, let's see, but um, I'm quite optimistic because 
in, in previous seasons, we'd be playing this fixture and I'd, I'd be thinking, oh God, they've got all these injuries on, oh, you know what's going to happen. But there seems to be a focus and the determination about these players at the moment. If they keep that up and Lampard seems to be doing a good job of keeping them, you know, keeping them level-headed. If they keep that up, they should win okay tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's a, great, it's a great opportunity tomorrow, really. Um, <clears throat> really is. Um, and Leicester, like you were saying, just about them picking it up in the second half, they did have a good go um, in the second half. But they had a bit to play for. So if they'd have won, if they'd have beaten Everton, they'd have still have had a chance to have a shot of finishing seventh or eighth, which is of they've had a good one in Europe this season and they've been in Europe for the last few seasons, you know. And so it's something they're not going to be now. And that was that was sort of win or bust, you know, Europe or bust for them, really, you know, any chance of Europe and bust. So yeah, I guess they were always going to have a bit of a go second half, and they made some substitutions. I mean, we did so well. That shot from Mendy was it Mendy there, the one which mm-hmm. kept that. I, that looked for we all thought, oh, no, it's in. And a bit like the Chelsea one in a way, you thought, oh, you know, you thought, oh, God, he scored. And just this hand came from nowhere and put it around the post. It was just absolutely incredible. So to see them all digging in and all just showing so much character, it's just uh, it's brilliant that they, they found that fight just in the nick of time by the seam of things. And uh, yeah, on to Watford, though. Yeah. Well, Leicester are a talented team. It's amazing that they're 14th. Their yeah, 14th yeah. is quite incredible. <laughs> so, and what? Uh, sorry, just looking at the table now, 42. They're only seven points, you know, above us. So it's uh, yeah, good effort. Yeah, I mean, when when you look at our table and you sort of think of you know the sort of positive start we had, but then obviously where it where it tailed off, you you think on, in in a sort of normal season we we'd probably be sort of quite comfortably in the sort of top seven or eight. And, and pushing potentially, I mean, the top four does look a way off to be honest on, in terms of points. But I think even the sort of middling season in that in that area under under Benitez, where we just you know could buy a point, let alone a win. I think um, you know you'd like to think we'd be somewhere around where West Ham are. Obviously, you know, that's you know wishful thinking now. But um, you know, quite maybe ha- next year. I'd quite happily finish sixteenth. <laughs> quite happily finish seventeenth. Right. But it's, yes. but it, but it's amazing how 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 it changed and. Um, how um how it was it was one of those times where where all the results went our way as well and it it's it's so rarely happened this season where it's kind of worked that way all round and that's made such a difference uh, obviously to the table but um i think you know i i'd imagine the players um you know with with the likes of lampard keeping them focused as you say uh, they they're probably not looking at the table too much they're probably just focusing on themselves i think we as fans Quite inevitably, have got sucked into looking at the table, looking at you know, like I said, I watched Watford's press conference before. Why the hell am I going out on a Tuesday? Don't tell work. It's hard not to. Yeah, but it's 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 sad, you know. You know, normally that'd be sort of you know maybe maybe a cup final or a, a derby day or something, but um, it's it's yeah, it's, it's something we've naturally done. But but the fact that you know we're now sort of within touching distance of the likes of Southampton, which you know, seem like, you know, a far off zenith, you know, not, not, not long ago. So the fact that we're sort of, we're right in it now, um, positive result tomorrow obviously would really help. Um, Leeds have got Chelsea away, is mm-hmm. that right? Chelsea at home. home at home, okay. Yeah. Um, and then they've got Brighton, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would not want to be playing Brighton right now, the no. way they're playing. No, no, Burnley got Spurs at the weekend, haven't they? Mm-hmm. And both teams have got their injury problems now. I mean, but yeah. Burnley are without Tarkovsky and Ben Mee, I think. Yeah. Um, Leeds have obviously got suspension with Luke Ayling out, and then there was somebody else. Another one of their key players was was missing. Mm. 
Um, and there's, yeah, there's a psychological thing going on with them. Whereas yeah. they've kind of gone from looking like they were really pushing out of it. And now having been sucked back in, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully for us, there's that kind of, you know, the sound of that gurgling, gurgling sound of water going down the drain. That's, that's kind of haunting them. So, mm. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah. Does, does it sound too, it sounds too ridiculous to say Southampton could uh, could get sucked into it? They're on forty points. I mean, they can't Burnley. buy a point right now. Mm. They no, can't buy then, a point. We could finish they, above them quite easily. Yeah, yeah. They they've got two games uh, home to Liverpool and away at Leicester. Yeah, you know I mean, so they're, they're blimey, they're tough. Yeah, you know I mean, so if they. Uh, yeah, we could feasibly finish above them, and yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, they might even be looking at it. Burn, it might even mean Burnley and Leeds are looking at them. And think we could just sneak above them, you know? Then, because uh, you're right, you, you, you can't see them picking up much, can you? Southampton, they're really they, they, funny, aren't they? Southampton, do they? Even like seeing them win about eight on the row or just lose about, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and, then, and then they get beaten nine nil. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but, yeah. but then, but then comfortably beat us at home, and they're really, um, yeah. still bitter about that one. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think I think there's there's quite a few sides, in, and obviously you know we've we've certainly been been one of them. But um, who are just sort of you know very kind of up and down. Villa and other who sort of have that really good spell, and then fell by the wayside, but might start to pick it up again uh, a bit now. Um, hopefully against Burnley again. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the likes of the likes of Brighton, who a couple of weeks ago were, were on that sort of bad run, and now they've sort mm. of shot up again. Um, yeah, I mean, it's you, you don't have to look at the table, just sort of see the difference between the top two sides, and you know, everyone else, you know, even the likes of Chelsea. You know, if, if you're a Chelsea fan right now, you, you're probably a bit frustrated, at, you know, getting beat by us and a few of their other results as well. Um, they probably just want the season to end. Yeah, <laughs> same, <laughs> uh, <laughs> same right now as it is. But um, yeah, but yeah, I think it's 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 definitely nice to know as well that we're not um, obviously one sort of poor result over the last couple of games could have meant it was, you know, it fell out of our hands again. Um, and it's, it's certainly nice just to have that, that extra little, that extra little bit of leverage knowing that there's, there's at least two sides or like you say, potentially three with Southampton who, who can, you know, take your place, you know, essentially. Um, it's, it's not just a straight fight between us and say Burnley, um, which it could have been given how other results went. So, but yeah, let's let let's just win tomorrow. Eh? Let's let's just win. Yeah, I think we've got a, we've got a good chance. I mean, the thing that buoys me is we we finally look like a team, like a proper team again. Mm. You know, there've been a number of games, um, both under Benitez and Lampard, Benita, um, Brentford, Norwich, Southampton away, as, as you said, that come to mind. Villa at home, Wolves at home, where we just really, really struggled um, going forward and just couldn't put anything together in attack. Uh, the players didn't look, didn't look like they knew what to do with the ball in the final third. Uh, they would constantly, you know, make the wrong decisions. But now we look dangerous on the counter again. Now, um, hallelujah, we've got players arriving in the box like Dakure um, on Sunday and almost converted that Damari Gray cross. Um, so we're a few weeks back, but this, you know, this trip to Watford didn't look all that appetizing. Uh, if we play the way we have, I mean, we've said it. If we play the way we have done in the last couple of games, we should be fine. You know, even against a side that's, that's no longer got that pressure of relegation on, on their shoulders. Yeah, the the, the core has been good as well. I think he seems to slip under the radar a bit, despite being everywhere all over the pitch. He's a, he's, he's been very good as well, hasn't he? But I think the um, it's momentum, isn't it? And the players buzz off that along with the crowd, and uh, the players are all, like I said, just working for each other. And you can just see the team spirits there for that uh, for for sudden. Um, 
I think just momentum alone just gives us <clears throat> gives us that more of an opportunity against Watford. It would, like I say, just seem a bit down and well, as he would be, just not at it at all. And similarly, probably just looking forward to the season ending, players some you know coming out of contract, you know, just rather be in the treatment table than on the pitch and things like that, you know. So uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a good opportunity. I don't, I don't want to say further than it's a good opportunity <laughs> because because um, I know what, you know I know what, I know what it can be like. But uh, yeah, let's have the focus and uh, fingers crossed we'll be okay. Yeah, and fingers crossed we're uh, resting in the summer and uh, looking forward to a trip to the United States where we're preparing for another Premier League season. Um, any any plans to get over for any either one of those games? I might try Baltimore um, because my brother lives in New York, so um, it's not exactly next door, no. But it's you know it's it's funny, like it's like you know I don't know if if you're saying to oh would you fancy like a drive down to Cornwall or something like that for me? Like, mm-hmm. Nah, I don't, don't think so. But <laughs> <laughs> from like uh, from uh, Queens to um, to uh, the, to to Baltimore is a <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's, it's probably feels a lot closer in America than than uh than, than that sort of sort of trip does so uh I might try that I'd have to see I've got a few things on in June in uh July I'd have to uh maybe move a few things around but I'll uh, I'll try uh try and get to try and get to that one maybe um and you guys I'd love to but yeah I'm I'm, I'm pretty busy with work in July sadly but um I mean two 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 cities uh <clears throat> two cities I know and it two two cities um you know where again you know if we're talking about sort of you know potential fan base um you know it's it's a it's a great way to get over there engage with people um obviously we've got some really good like fan groups in the us so i'm sure there'll be you know a big concerted effort to like um you know get get us that kind of like you know footprint that foot in the door um um because it's obviously you know it's 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 that that passion that we've seen recently um you know, there's, there's potentially a lot more sort of passionate supporters uh, waiting to be found. Um, you know, it's either us or Arsenal, really, isn't it? I'd, I'd go with us. Um, so. Yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal are big. Arsenal are big. Hmm. Um, you know, City, they're gaining their momentum. And, and I've always said it's a very it's a very slow-burning thing, both for the game in general, football hmm. in the United States. It's, it's I mean, you know, the, the men in blazers, joke about it being you know america's sport of the future since 1972 i mean it is still <laughs> and it's still down there fourth fifth you know in terms of the the most popular sports in terms of audience um <clears throat> the one thing that has going for it is the fact that a lot of uh, younger people watch it and play it and the demographic shift with a lot more hispanic people making up more of the population they're far more you know predisposed to to football um Proper football, real football. So <laughs> I, yes, so so short of uh, short of winning trophies, um, you know, the, the way to to gain that footprint is to either engage with, as as we said earlier, that kind of story where you can just grab people through the TV screen with with what our fans have been doing, which is just amazing. Um, or it's or it's, it's coming over on on an annual basis and then just you know growing those those seeds and and, and year over year. You know, you, you you get get try and get them young and and create a footprint that, that and that's clearly what the club strategy is. Um, it's going to be a long term one. It's not the sort of thing where you can kind of put a put a line in the sand and say, "Oh, that you know, we've we've done it." You know, that, that was what did it. It's going to take a long time, uh, but I certainly think it's it's the um, the best way to go. It's just you know building it slowly over time, coming out every year, and 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 I like the fact that it's it's two sort of 
lesser known cities. So as you say, it does give a, an opportunity to to open you know new markets. Yeah, they've opened a few like sort of like soccer academies, haven't they as well, or soccer schools? I think Everton dotted across America, and so I forget where in Canada, but one in Canada as well recently as well. So that's good that they kept that kept that burning. That they opened some little sort of uh, what would you call it, other than sort of office offices, I suppose. One one was in Miami, wasn't it? And did they even open one in uh, in, in in Colombia when they, when we signed them? Um, when we signed uh, Ahmed Rodriguez, so I, I, I don't know if that's still there now, but like I'm sure the um, yeah they were doing yeah they they did a, did a fair bit last year and they obviously they came over last year. The only team to come was Arsenal. Arsenal backed mm-hmm. out last minute, didn't they? So that, yeah, that was and something. Into Milan. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, I was I, I've never been to see Everton in the states, so it would be, I, I would be interested. Yeah, I'd be very interested to see if if they end up getting out there, uh, what it's like, but. I think the, the the word that travels back is like they always oh they could do a bit more when they're there. You know what I mean? They could uh, merchandise the shirts better. They could do a bit more. They, I, you know, I'm I'm not on the ground there. I don't know. That's just kind of the word that travels seems to travel back. Is like when we are there. When we, you know, is there more that we could do? So hopefully they can think about that. It's it's obviously you can't just do this thing. Then all of a sudden, oh wow, look, we've got like, a, <laughs> like <laughs> thousands of new fans. It doesn't work with that. I know, but um, yeah, a little bit as you say, slow burner process and. Um, it's good that they seem to have um, agreed this, regardless of uh, what what league we're in as well. Like they've yeah. announced this now, and that that's really good. That's really good. That's really promising that they've um, that they've that they've stuck to that, regardless. So that's um, that's good. Obviously, things do look a lot more promising now, and that, you know, I'm sure they're confident we can stay in the league now, as we all 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 a bit more. But it's good that they've they've announced this a few weeks ago, kind of, didn't they? And it's good that it's kind of come come forward, regardless of our league position, because I would have thought. Um, had we, I, I figured it was would it be a thing of like oh well it'll either be in a case if we stay up if we go down I wasn't sure it was going to happen but obviously it uh, seems to be the case either way so that's um, that's really really promising that that's uh, that's the case so um, yeah I like I love I love reading on stuff you have the amount of people who say like we're, you know all over America. Where they stay, and, and there's the um, there's, there's the uh, American Toffee podcast, which which announces quite a lot, of, speaks to a lot of sort of Evertonians on their sort of platforms as well. It's just great to hear so many different voices from um, from America supporting Everton. It's um, it's really really promising. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's connected them as best we can, and uh, yeah, let's hope it's a promising tour, and uh, yeah, hope to get out there. Um, fingers crossed. You'd be a little celebrity if you went over. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no one knows my face. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Like, like, the, like, like the Beatles getting off the plane. No, but I, I, I know. Uh, I know every, every time I, I'd sort of go over and watch a game, and you know, I, I remember sort of you know watching a few in Chicago. Um, you know, at, at like daft o'clock, and there'd be you know a few other people there, and, and obviously, if if they're sort of American fans who've sort of you know fell in love with the club in, you know, some way, you know, whether it's through a player or, you know, a trip or just, you know, potluck, you know, and, and kind of, you know, got bitten by the bug. Um, everyone's always so, you know, positive and just sort of wants, you know, wants to talk, you know, particularly if they've like not been to, you know, the ground or, you know, you know, they want to just sort of know little things and stuff. Um, so um, I think, yeah, if, if we can do as much as possible to, uh, to sort of, you know, uh, engage with that fan base and all the better but obviously the best thing we can do is stay in the division you know if we can do that yeah. and go there um because it, it, these pre-season tournaments you know besides the sort of you know uh commercial aspect it's a good bonding thing for the players and i think you know our pre-season preparation 
over the last couple of years for various reasons. Um, you know, pandemic and then obviously a change of manager last last summer. Um, it's it's not always been the easiest. So um, as well as that momentum, we'll hopefully have on the pitch. You know, from you know the results and the way we've got ourselves out of it. You know, having that sort of preparation to go into the next next season, um, where you'd imagine whatever happens, there'll be you know quite quite a lot of player turnover. You know, players out of contract. Uh, forgotten players out of country, you know, likes the Tosin and stuff, um, as well as you know, um, new signings. You'd think as well. So it's you know, it's it's potentially a sort of really exciting preseason for a lot of reasons. I think going over there, um, you know, with that with that positive mindset, you know, that that again, I think makes us attractive to uh, you know potential fans. Yeah, that could be quite the revolving door this summer. Mm. Yup. All right, well, let's move on to our weekly question, which this week concerns birthday boy Richarlison, who turns 25 today, I think, isn't it? Mm. Um, we obviously yeah. singled out his goal at Anfield last season as our favourite derby goal, so that would obviously be up there. So apart from that goal against Liverpool, uh, which is your favourite Richarlison goal for Everton? Do you want to go, Lyndon? Why not? I mean, ordinarily, I might have said um, that excellent overhead kick against Norwich in January, but that game... Even though it was the one that saw finally saw Benitez out on his ass, uh, that game still hurt. There's still pain associated with that <laughs> game. Um, so for me, I think it's a it'd be a hard choice between that one against Brighton, where he just he take and he's, he just knocks it past the defender and <laughs> runs around. It was it um, was it Shane Duffy? Was it Lewis? Yeah, Dunn? yeah. It was one of the Shane two. Duffy, yeah. And then he just burns him for pace, picks it up on the other side, and obviously he supplies the finish. Um, I mean, just the audaciousness of that was just great. Um, and the other was his uh, scissor kick against United in Marco Silva's season. Um, that was um, obviously where we thought everything was going to be great, uh, but that was a fantastic goal. So uh, those, I, I, I might go for the one just against Brighton, just because it was just so audacious. <laughs> just to ruin my selection as well, you'll go for the one against Brighton. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Because I saw that before, but that's a safe bet. No, no, the others won't choose that one. Yeah. <laughs> the the reason I said that one as well stuck in my mind because um I watched that I, I watched that reel on YouTube of all his goals and like the the one the one that stuck in my mind uh, that one was um was that one because I remember at the time because I remember uh, before the game and I think uh I don't I think Toke Ken Tokes, I think we had reasonable hopes of him at this uh, going into the start of that season. I thought he might score a few goals and he had a few. He had a few chances. Uh, I think if he had a, bit, had a bit of a purple patch, then he might have done okay, actually, with injuries aside, etc. But the, he had a few chances earlier that season and didn't take them. And then he was, I think he was dropped for that game and he said for Charleston. So I thought we were like, I mean, he, he's still quite new to us at Charleston at that point. So we think, is he, a, is he a striker? Is, can he play as a striker? And he scored two that day. And uh, that second one just made a mockery of our assertion that he couldn't play as a striker. He's like you say, the, the dink around the defending and taking it around the keeper and slant in. I've, the, the, yeah, I, I just loved it. So it stuck, it stuck in my mind for that. And I thought, if not that one, it's probably his, his last Everton goal was uh, the, because of the importance of it against Chelsea and um, all the celebrations and everything that came after it. So probably the most recent one otherwise uh, would be would be my favourite just because everything that came with it and uh, the atmosphere that day um, it's becoming a, a familiar theme at the moment, but um, it was incredible. So uh, as you've gone for the Brighton one, I'll, I'll go for the, the recent one against Chelsea. I thought I was being really clever by having my, 
one there, one as a backup, and uh, <laughs> because I thought, well, everyone will go for the Brighton one. Um, so now, uh, and, I, and I can't do scissor kicks either. I'd say um, the um, that can still be your favourite. We it, can just talk about can, others. It can, it can, but uh, yeah. So it is deep down. But I'd say yeah. um, is um, in his first game against Wolves, uh, the second goal. Uh, where he sort of gets it from a throw and he just sort of like arcs it around the defender. Um, obviously, you know, we went on to sort of concede a late goal there, didn't we? Um, is it uh, a Mexican guy for them? And it, it was a really sort of frustrating result in the end um, with how sort of positively we started. But um, I think it, it was still obviously, it was it was early days. Like, it, you know, there'd been a lot of sort of big money transfers over the last few years. And it's, you know, it's quite apparent how most of those have gone. Um but I think you know certainly you know when when you look back on on his goals um, and certainly his, his application and as, as we spoke about last week about how much he sort of gets the club that that identification with it obviously like the image with it um, but in that first game we we're, we're still probably a little bit dubious I, I know I was you know it was it was a lot of money for a player who had a kind of very much a sort of purple patch for Watford and then it kind of tailed off for him and and we, we were buying the potential of a player really, but he quickly showed that he's got it. And um, I, I, he, he does that finish quite a lot, that sort of like whipped, whipped in the bottom corner one. Um, so I'll go with that one, even though it's not my favourite, but um, it was it was a good excuse to, to, to watch through some of his goals. And um, I think as well, a, a thing I noticed through through looking back at the highlights was sort of how how reliant we we've been on certain players sort of providing him with 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 the chances you know there's a, a, a lot of those assists uh you know the likes of obviously Rodriguez Dina uh Sidibe quite a few uh yeah, no. I was looking for it I was like I was like <laughs> <laughs> um, um but I I I think it's it's easy to sort of sort of write write him off this season and you know I know he's had sort of injuries at times but you know for his output in terms of goals certainly not not his effort um but I, th- I think that's, that's, it's a pretty good excuse, and I know we've spoken about it with Calvert Lewin as well. But whoever's playing in that central attacking position, um, they've certainly not had the service that maybe we've had in in previous seasons. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's, he's still been coming up with the goods recently, hasn't he? And I think I, I, I can see him getting a goal tomorrow night. You know, it's it's been his birthday; he's riding high, and I, I feel like he'll form a club. Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 all there in the narrative. Um, so uh, yeah, his opening adds to it tomorrow. Might be a new favourite. If you were doing if you were doing the old uh, YouTube real like scouting mission, I mean, if you look at his goals, just the variety, mm. the you know he's he's like the most un-Brazilian Brazilian international striker ever. The the, the power he's got in the air, he's just um, the, the variety of goals that he scores. He, he's fantastic, and I think what what you say is completely true. That the the service um, is key for someone like him, and it's very hard to score goals. Um, when you have to make your own goals, which is you know, which has been the case for a lot of our players this season. So he's um yeah, I love the bones of Richardson and I, I think we've said I said either last week or the week before that, you know, he probably will leave us fairly soon and you know, he, he would go with, with my blessing, but God I'd love to keep him. Yeah, we all would. Um just because he's such an Evertonian, isn't he? He's just a, loves it. He, yeah. yeah, absolutely lives it. Yeah, absolutely li- lives it, doesn't he? He's uh 
Yeah, it's been great for us. Um, yeah, how many headers he scored? Um, we knew that anyway. We just haven't seen that big reel of like literally quite how many, and a lot of them quite quick succession in the same, mm-hmm. must be the same sort of time of the season. And he's, I think anyone you see score a lot of headers just strikes me like yeah, because oh they're good in the air. But I think you have to be quite brave to win, to win a lot of headers and score a lot of headers. Tim Kyle, Duncan Ferguson, great examples of that, you know. And uh, yeah, and um, just I think it's a good indicator of how brave he is, and how scrappy he is, and uh, always wants to put you know. Always wants to be there. Always wants to, you know, do anything to try and get the goal. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you got me believing, Adam, on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's hope we're celebrating a birthday goal for for the Charleston tomorrow um, at his former club. It's like you say, it fits in the race of quite nicely. So, uh, fingers crossed. Happy birthday, Rich Charleston. Happy birthday, Happy mate. Birthday. I'm sure he's listening. All right, we'll wrap it up there for another week. Um, there's a chance by next time we hit the airwaves this time next week, Everson could be safe, but no one should be taking anything for granted. We're not. Uh, let's hope collectively it's pedal to the metal until it's beyond doubt. But until then, Blues, take care, and up the top of these.